Hello, friends, and welcome or welcome back to the Skeleton Grin Podcast, your favorite podcast for all things spiritual. If you are new here, my name is Alice B. Skellinger. I am a seasoned tarot card reader, a spiritual enthusiast, and a manifestation babe working on my own journey and using this podcast to share with you my favorite tips, tricks, and techniques. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's wonderful episode. Today I'm going to be talking about three things that I believe to be an absolute game changer when it comes to manifesting anything that you desire and becoming more magnetic to the things that you want. And those three things are creating and maintaining a self-care routine, redefining your sense of self, and changing your story towards whatever it is you are trying to manifest. For me, self-care has especially been very crucial. And I'm not just talking about self-care in the sense of pampering yourself. What we tend to think of as self-care is actually more in line with self-soothing. And self-soothing is a part of self-care, but it's only a small part of it. When you are practicing self-soothing techniques, such as taking a relaxing bath, or having a bath ritual, or doing your skincare routine at night, that is a form of self-care. You are taking care of your body. You are taking care of your skin. You are making sure that you are feeling relaxed and you are feeling at peace and at ease. And you are maybe doing a practice that helps you relieve tension, like getting a massage or going to have like a little spa day, even if you're having a spa day at home, where you might be soaking in an Epsom salt bath or a spiritual salt bath. And you are just dipping yourself into the water, you're relaxing, you're letting the tension go, you might be listening to some meditative music, you might have some candles lit or incense lit, and the room smells really nice, and it just feels so peaceful and so rejuvenating and so relaxing and inviting. And it can even help you sleep if you're using lavender essential oil in your bath. I I am one of those people who loves to use lavender essential oil in my bath. And sometimes a little bit of lavender buds as well, just for that little extra kick. But self-soothing is only part of self-care. We're taking care of something that we need. But when it comes to self-soothing, we're taking care of our emotional needs. Whereas self-care is care for self. And that looks like a variety of different things. A self-care practice could be something like going to therapy if you feel like you need it. Another self-care practice is being mindful of what you are consuming. Making sure that you have a diet that is nutrient-rich. Making sure that you are getting enough water in the day. Making sure that if you are a person who likes to journal, you are keeping up with your journaling every single day. And when we take care of ourselves, whether it's taking care of our base needs, such as food, shelter, and water, or we are taking care of all of our needs and meeting our soothing needs and our emotional needs, we're meeting our mental needs, we're meeting our physical needs, we are meeting our spiritual needs. 
when we are taking care of ourselves, we are able to show up as the best versions of ourselves every single day, day in and day out. Even when we feel like we might be working with about 20% of what our full selves are, it feels like. We can still be 100% of that 20%. We can still show up with 100% of our best self that day. And our best self is always going to change. Today I might be super confident and tomorrow I might be happy and positive, but not as assertive. <laughs> and the next day I might be feeling a little bit strung out. I might be a little bit overwhelmed. I might have a lot going on in my life that I might not have, that I might not have expected. I might not have expected that. <laughs> wow, I had to say that three times. But the the moral that I'm trying to get at, the, the message that I'm trying to get at with that, is when we are taking care of ourselves, it helps us to still feel like we are being the best versions of ourselves. And when we are taking care of the things that we need to take care of, and we are prioritizing ourselves, then we can move forward with a better level of confidence, even on our, quote, worst days or bad days. And I say that in quotes because even on your presumed worst days or your bad days, you can still turn things into a positive and say, maybe certain things happened today that were meant to happen the way that they happened for my best benefit, for the good of all, for harm to none. Whatever it is that you want to say, whatever it is you want to add to that to make it seem more positive. And when we are taking care of ourselves, we are also looking at ourselves in a different light. We are looking at maybe things that we might not have noticed about ourselves as well. And that brings me to my second point of redefining your sense of self. And why do I say redefining your sense of self? Because you're constantly changing. You're constantly taking in new information every single day. You're constantly learning new things about the world around you and about yourself every day that you wake up, every day that you go outside, every day that you go to work. You might even be finding new information on your desk when you get to work the very next day. And that's totally it. That's totally what life is about. You're always going to change. You're always going to adapt. There's always going to be something new that, that you might not have recognized before. And the best way to adapt to that is to accept it and redefine yourself. Redefine what your goals are. Redefine who you are as a person. And no, I'm not saying that you have to redefine yourself every day. I'm just using the daily examples because there are daily examples of change happening all around us. And sometimes those changes might be scary, but sometimes those changes can be for our best benefit. Sometimes those changes could be for the good of all. And what better way to change than for it to be for the good of all? Now, I'm not going to talk about you know, just different climates that are out there right now that don't seem like they're for the good of all. I am specifically talking about your changes that you can make in your life that can help you to redefine your sense of self and really figure out what it is that you want to do so that you can manifest your best life. So redefining yourself might look a little different for everybody, but what happens when you start redefining your sense of self is this. You look at where you were before you started your journey, before you started your manifestation journey. 
and you look at maybe some of the things that have helped you to get to where you are now. And you look at the growth that you've had over the past year, over the past two years, over the past five years. Hell, even as as far back as the past 10 years. How have you grown as a person? What's changed about you? What stayed the same? What are your interests, especially? And this is this is something that I feel like falls into the realm of redefining yourself more than anything else is what are you interested in and what are you passionate about? Your interests and passions can change as you grow as a person. Your interests and passions can change as new and exciting things come out into the world. New and exciting music that you've never heard before. New and exciting literature that you've never read before. New and exciting films that you've never seen before. New and exciting opportunities that you've never had before. And those things can shape you as a person. And whatever you learn from that, whatever you take from that, however you let it meld into part of you as your personality. That helps you to redefine yourself. And why do I feel like it's crucial to redefine yourself? Because you're not going to be the same person today a year from now. You really truly aren't. There are going to be so many different experiences that can happen in one year that can shape who you are as a person and redefine who you are as a person. You may be in a better place a year from now than you are today. You may be in a new job. You may be in a new career. You may be in a whole new state or a whole new country. You may be traveling. You may be doing things that you wanted to do today that you manifested in a year. And you're going to be different. And you're going to look back at this year and be like, huh, yeah, I am a different person. I can tell you without going into too many details that I feel like I am a different person today than I was a year ago. A year ago, I had different things on my plate. A year ago, I was dealing with different stresses. A year ago, I'm, I was wanting to manifest the life that I have now. And right now, I'm living with a beautiful partner that I manifested into my life. And I absolutely love the fact that I am in this beautiful relationship. But I didn't have this relationship a year ago. I was manifesting it, though. Whether I, whether I recognized it or not, I was manifesting it because I knew what I wanted in a partner and I also knew how to give that to myself and I knew what I had to give. So I started leaning into my own self-worth and then I finally plucked up the courage in about September of last year and decided to go on Facebook dating and that's where I met my partner and I couldn't have been happier because he is, <laughs> it's, it's like being with someone who is the mirror opposite of you in so many ways. I I could never, I, I swear, I could just do a whole podcast episode on love and my partner, but that might have to be on another podcast. <laughs> but I can tell you right now that I am a different person than I was from last year. I can tell you right now that I am simply a different person than I was from last year because my hair has grown out too. <laughs> I look different. I sound different. I carry myself differently. I act differently. And I feel more confident doing this podcast now 
than I even did a year ago because this podcast has grown so much. And I am sitting here on my couch, comfy, in my comfy clothes, recording this episode. And I did that last year too, but last year I would have had the blinds open. Today, I don't have my blinds open because it's a little bit kind of overcast outside. And sometimes I do like an overcast sky, sometimes I don't. (laughs) And last year, I felt like I needed to do several episodes a day. I felt like I needed to do a daily episode. And sometimes I'm just like, nah, I'm going to do the episode tomorrow. (laughs) And... I redefined what I wanted for myself and I look at myself a year ago and I understand that I've come so far in just a year and I've redefined what my interests are as well. As we all know, last month was Pride Month and I rediscovered something about myself last month and that also helped me to redefine myself. Because I discovered that I didn't identify with certain gender norms. And I also didn't identify with my sexuality that I had been identifying with since I was 14 years old. I no longer identified as being bisexual. And I feel confident that I can say that on this podcast without being judged. But I no longer identified with being bisexual. And I also didn't identify with being pansexual. Because I identify with being non-binary as far as my gender identity, I identify as being gay. And just saying that here on the podcast also brings me just this wave of relief. It's like a weight being lifted off my shoulders. (laughs) But I had to redefine myself with that. And I had to look at myself and say, am I sure? And I said, fuck yeah, I'm sure. I even look in the mirror nowadays and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm, I'm non-binary and gay. I'm gender fluid and gay, whatever it, you know, like, I think the words that I used with one of my best friends is I'm fluid and gay, even though I don't really identify as gender fluid and gender fluid and non-binary are two completely separate terms. I said the best way that I can describe myself in different terms is that I'm fluid and gay (laughs) and she was just like oh my god like a fairy and I'm like yes like in a like a fairy (laughs) so (laughs) um you know and it was just the most beautiful thing but I recognized that about myself and that helped me to read my myself that helped me to redefine myself and really sit there and say oh my god I'm happy with my growth I'm happy with who I am and It's been helping me to manifest even more amazing things because now I'm at a point where I understand that there are people who may not like who I am, and that's okay. I like who I am. I know who I am. I know what I'm worth, and I know what I'm going to do, and I know what makes me happy. So there we go. But moving on to my third point which is probably going to be the thing that I talk about a little bit more in future episodes, is restructuring, reframing, and changing your story towards what it is you want to manifest. And this is a very crucial, crucial step in manifesting whatever it is that you desire. You want to reframe your story around it. How do you go about that? You 
think about the positive things. And I know, it's easier said than done. And I'm saying things that are probably like, um, well, Alice, how do you do that? Hold on, hold your horses, I'm gonna get there. So think about your life up to this point. And I'll use, I'll use money as an example. Think about your life up to this point and how money has looked like for you. How did money look like for you as a child? How did money look like for you as a teenager? How did money look like for you as a young adult and an adult? Are you, whatever phase you are in your life, think about how money has looked like to you in your life before. Were you told that you had to save money a lot? Were you always looking for clearance items and coupons and getting, getting things that might have been marked down so that you would be able to afford them? Or did you, even if you didn't have to, still save your money to buy things that you wanted just because it felt very much like an independence thing and you wanted to get it independently of having someone else get it for you? And was that a personal choice? Have you felt very secure with money? Was your family very secure with money? And what were the positive things that you did? So for the longest time, I recognized that I had a very negative relationship with money and up until recently because I thought about money in a very negative way. I was always looking at, oh, I'm never going to have money. Oh my God, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Oh my God, I'm always stressing about money. Oh my God, I can't pay my bills. Oh my God, I'm in debt. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And Truth be told, I'm still in a little bit of debt because I do have student loan debt, which I am paying off because I was a student for the longest part of my life. The longest part of my 20s, I was a student back and forth. Um, I went to college. I started college when I was, actually, I went to college for several different things. I started at a technical college going for culinary, realized I didn't want to do that, had to drop out because we moved. Uh, a little bit further from where I was going to school at the time. And I, at the time, did not have my own mode of transportation, so my mom was bringing me to school because she worked at the school that I was going to. And she got transferred to a different college. So it was going to be harder to find a way to get there. So I also determined that culinary wasn't my shtick anymore. And I really wanted to go for something I was more passionate about. Then we found a program that would help me transfer to the college that I wound up going to for university. And I was there for two years. But I started my first, like, start going to college. I was 19 years old. When I actually entered the university that I wanted to go to, I was about 21. And I... <laughs> Of course, you know, I was turning 21 um, in a few months from starting at university. I started at 20. I started in August because we start in August down here in Louisiana with a lot of our schooling. And I was going to be 21. I was turning 21 that November. And I was 
like, oh my God, this is my first taste of like real freedom. I was living in a dorm. I was going to college. I was studying things that I really wanted to study. And I was really, I was really happy. I was really excited. But I went for four years. I actually wound up graduating. I started real college in 2015 and I graduated in 2019 with a bachelor's of arts in English literature. I am so proud of myself. It is one of my, it's still one of my greatest achievements. And I even got one of my works published in a student run literary publication for, um, actually it was a student run scholastic publication because I published a, I published an essay that one of my professors was like, oh my gosh, this essay is brilliant. I really want you to submit it to this student-run publication and and see if you can get it in the next issue. And I did, and it was amazing. And I even, um, I even read it at a presentation, and it was just, oh my God. Um, but I do, I do have student loan debt, but I don't like to see myself as in debt anymore. I like to see myself as, hey, look, this was a part of my journey, and I am now contributing to the reimbursement of that journey. Um, but I had to start reframing my mindset towards money. And the way that I reframed my mindset towards money was this. I started thinking about the amazing things that money has provided me. Not even just from my jobs, not even just from, you know, doing the work that I did as far as the jobs that I've had over the past few years and the places that I've worked and the people that I've worked with and the tarot readings I've provided, but also how did money look like in my childhood? And what did money get us in my childhood? As a kid, we started off living in a duplex. And then we wound up buying a really nice house when I was about four years old. And I loved that house. It was a, it was a three bedroom house. It had um, a really nice paned door. One of the things that I remember about this house so much is the tile flooring that looked like, um, it looked like outdoor tile, like in the living room. And I also remember the door at the front. And the fact that in the living room, we also had a surround sound system and a really nice plasma TV. <laughs> that was the big thing. <laughs> that was a big thing. Like if you had a surround sound system and a plasma TV in your living room, you were doing all right. <laughs> um, but I remember that and I remember the door. I remember that it was like this really ornate little like stained glass in the door. <laughs> I think, and then um, it was this polished wood door, and it was so pretty, and I thought that that was the house to be in, like, people wanted houses like these, and <laughs> they did, <laughs> and they still do, but <laughs> it was, it was a beautiful home, and um, although after Hurricane Katrina, I was no longer in that home, I, I still look at that and I say, hey, this was a beautiful home that my parents at the time were able to afford. My parents did get divorced when I was 10, um, but it was a beautiful house that my parents at the time were able to afford. 
then after Katrina living in California, I was able to go to Disneyland because my mom bought us uh, Disneyland annual passes. <laughs> my last day at Disneyland was my 15th birthday. And I will never forget that. That was the best birthday ever. <laughs> best birthday ever for teenage me, okay? But money got me that. Money got me so many amazing experiences. I was able to go on a trip to Missouri and go to Kansas City and enjoy my time there with a children's choir. I was able to go on a tour and go on a DC trip with my with my eighth grade class because of money. I was able to go to concerts because of money. I was able to buy all of the things that I wanted at Hot Topic and, you know, just go hog wild in Hot Topic as a teenager because of money. I was able to go on a trip to England because of money. I was able to go on a trip to New York when I was nine years old because of money and see, um, I think at the time FAO Schwartz was closed, but they had this amazingly huge Toys R Us that had... I think it was like five, four or five stories, and um, it had a Ferris wheel in the middle and an animatronic. It was it was stable; it didn't like move around the store, but it was still animatronic. It was an animatronic T Rex from Jurassic Park. <laughs> I was scared of that thing because I'm nine years old, but looking back, I'm like, holy shit! An animatronic T Rex in a Toys R Us—that's awesome. But the entire reason why I'm bringing any of this up is because once you look at the positive things that the thing that you are manifesting has given you, it gives you this new perspective on that thing. And there, you are therefore able to say, hey, money has given me positive experiences before. Love has given me positive experiences before. Etc. Etc. has given me positive experiences before. Even if you're trying to manifest, say, a Lamborghini and you've never driven a Lamborghini, but you understand that a car gives you independence and that having your own car gives you independence and that you like a Lamborghini because it's smooth and because it's beautiful and because it's aesthetic but you also understand, hey, what kind of gas mileage does it get? And do I feel like I would be comfortable driving this car? Then yes, okay, manifest your Lamborghini. But what I'm saying is, even if you're manifesting something that you may have never experienced before, like owning a Lamborghini, or owning your own home, or owning a boat, or getting <laughs> getting into a long-term committed relationship with somebody that you don't even know who they are yet. <laughs> you can say, okay, I've seen examples of love that were beautiful. I've seen examples of people who have the lifestyle that I want, who have the car that I want, and they're living amazing lives. That's evidence that you can have it. That's evidence that it exists and you can obtain that thing. You can't obtain that shit. And if you're manifesting money, which is one of the biggest things that we reframe our minds around, you can look at your positive experiences with money. And yes, dating all the way back to your childhood. 
And when I stop and think about all of the things that I've been able to do because of money, the trips that I've been able to take, the things that I've been able to do, the things that I've been able to buy, the concerts that I've been able to go to, even for bands that I really want to see again because, oh my God, their concerts are amazing, I've still been able to see them live, you know, at least once. And um, I feel like that in and of itself is just so magical when you can say, okay, yes, I've had positive experiences with this thing before, and I know that I can manifest that again. I know that I can have that again. I know that I deserve that. I know that I can do it for myself now instead of looking at it, okay, well, that was when I was a kid, so I did it with my parents. Okay, well, how can I do it for myself? And it's important to restructure and reframe your mind sometimes because you need that perspective, that positive perspective that can help you to see, hey, this exists. I can do it. I've done it before. Now, I will say this. When you are thinking of doing self-care, when you are thinking of redefining your sense of self, when you are thinking of restructuring your mindset and reframing your story around whatever it is you want to manifest, you're not trying to get back to the way things were. So even if you're looking at the positive things that you've done with money, as an example, even if you're looking at the positive things that money has given you dating back since your childhood, you're not trying to get back to the way things were before now, before you learned about manifesting, before you started manifesting things on your own. You want to look at those experiences and say, how can I recreate the feeling of those experiences in my life today to then be able to manifest it tomorrow? How can I get into the feeling of having that again to be able to see it manifest into my 3D reality? And I've, and I've mentioned this in, an, in another episode. I've, I've broken it down in another episode previously. But you want to take a look at manifesting from the backwards end where you're recognizing your 5D consciousness, which is most of your subconscious mind, your 5D consciousness, your spiritual consciousness, your 4D feelings, which is the extension of that consciousness, and then manifesting that into your 3D reality. So you take that desire, that desire that has been downloaded, that spiritual inkling, that intuition, that thing that you really, really want, that you, that you have this driving force, this passion about, that new car, that new home, that new life, that new relationship, that money, whatever it is. That's your 5D that wants that. That's that 5D that's saying that you can have it. That's the universe. That's God. That's whatever you believe in saying that you can have it. That is source energy. That is spirit. That is God. That is the universe. That is you, you, the creator, the God energy saying that you can have it. That 4D feeling is you feeling the absolute bliss of having that. And then you can manifest it into your 3D reality. So basically, manifestation is feeling is believing, okay? <laughs> but the reason I say all of this 
is because when you are feeling that you can manifest anything that you want, you will be able to manifest it. And when you are feeling like your best self and you understand who you are and you are doing the work to be able to show up as your best self and you are recognizing that, yes, you can have that thing that you desire. You desire it, so obviously you, you're meant to have it. Only then will your manifestation power just absolutely start crushing it. You will be able to feel so powerful, so magnetic, so blissful, so fucking fantastic. And I know that you can do it. I know that you can do it. Well, that's all I have for you today. If you liked this episode, feel free to rate it. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe, follow, and I will see you next time. Bye.